following program may contain forced language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Hey, fuckers, this is Emily Neves, and you are listening to a Toonami Faithful Fucking Exclusive! Welcome to Nami Faithful listeners. This is a Tsunami Faithful podcast exclusive, and I am hosting this one today, CJ Maffris, alongside with Darrell Maddox. We're here with a very special guest, a very talented person in the works of anime. Hello, this is Emily Neves. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time, busy schedule with uh, simul dubs and everything along those lines. <laughs> so thank you so much for being able yeah, to Yeah, thank you. And thanks uh, for the introduction. Yeah, of course. Uh, we wanted to start off our first question about directing an anime. I think a lot of fans are so tunnel visioned on just the acting part, getting to voice all these cool characters, and obviously, you know, they're really cool, things like that. What mm-hmm. made it so that you enjoy directing? I assume you enjoy ADR directing as much as you do uh, voicing characters as well. What made you mm-hmm. want to really kind of branch out into that area as well? Um. Well, yeah, first of all, I love directing. Um and I think, I think just doing the acting part, being in the booth and um, seeing how it worked on the other end, um, it just was really interesting to me. And I wanted to give it a try. I, um, you know, being a writer, uh, I saw that that was a big part of it, doing rewrites on the fly. And um, it just seemed really exciting. And um, I liked, I, I wanted to have the opportunity to cast a show and, um, sort of be at the helm and um kind of put my spin on it if you will do you think that um being an actor yourself was able to kind of help uh kind of build your tools to direct as well since you were on the other side of the glass as well oh absolutely yeah um i think that you know it it's best for directors to have some acting experience just so you can kind of have empathy for the people who are in the booth and know what it's like on that side, um, know what it's like to have a lot to manage because when you're in the booth, it is a lot to manage. It's, you know, um, there's a lot to pay attention to. Um, And so I think that having that experience, quite a bit of that experience before, as you said, being on the other side of the glass, I really like that. I think it really helped. It it um it gave me a sense of perspective, you know, so that I could be mindful of, you know, trying to feel where the actors are in the booth, if they need a break, um, what I need to give them to help them succeed. Um, because I know I know what I need in the booth to succeed, and I think that that's patience, empathy, good communication, um a relaxed atmosphere, uh, kindness, things like that. So, and a sense of humor, most of all. <laughs> I'm sure Darrell could, could, uh, speak for this where it's like, what's your probably favorite, uh, like moment of directing like that side where you get something so outrageously funny that you're just like, yes, this is what I want to do. Um, yeah, I think that when you get the right actor for the right role and there's a really good rapport between the booth and the studio and the engineer is um, kind of on board with everybody. And it's, it's very collaborative like that. 
that's my favorite part. I mean, that, mm. that's my favorite sort of environment to work in. And those are the times when everybody has the most fun. And really at the end of the day, for me, it's all about fun. I mean, I, I want to get a good product and I, I want things to turn out well, but I don't want anybody to have to suffer in the process. So, um, yeah, it's really important. I, I'm, I'm sort of what Hunter S. Thompson would call a fun hog. Um, in any situation, I'm looking for the most amount of fun to have. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I'm always looking for opportunities to make sure everybody has a good time. And I like to, one of the things I have done before as a director as is um, I put, cause you know, I, I'm sure you've heard about voice actors leaving bombs for other, oh, of course. Actors, you know, but I like to leave bombs in the script, you know, so I'll go in and I'll just throw an inappropriate word in and okay. only with an actor that I know really well and who I know I won't offend. Um, <laughs> I like to just like sneak things in there and just wait and wait for them to notice. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like uh something Darrell would want if he was an actor. I am oh. sure you could you could throw him some of those, right, Darrell? Well, well considering the things that I said on the podcast yeah. in the past and currently. Yeah. Uh, so are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Absolutely. By if you want to throw means, please do so. <laughs> okay, well then I'll give an example. Um, I hope this doesn't get me in trouble, but it was a really funny moment. Um when I was directing Monica Rial in Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody. Um, there was a line, I think in like episode 10 or 11, uh, maybe even 12, I'm not sure, um, where Arisa, her character, asked Sato, Justin Briner's character, if they could uh, do some repairs on these cushions they had made that were like stuffed with straw. And um, the line that was written uh, was something like, Master, can we fix these cushions? The, the straws sticking out and it's poking me right in the bottom and I changed it to um the straw sticking out and it's poking me right in the asshole <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> and, uh, I'm, like this was sort of towards the end of the session and I was like hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, when she came to it she was like what <laughs> and I was like I did that <laughs> um, but you know oh, I know man. we can do that with Monica so uh yeah that was a fun one that sounds hilarious. Like I, I like the fact that it's not just the actors that just say bombs. It's like the directors can have fun. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I think other directors do it too. I mean, I think a lot of the bombs come from the directors. They're like, hey, what if we said this? Uh, <laughs> or the actor will just like ad lib something on the fly, which is fun. So I know, okay, like in conjunction with the directing, like how do certain things translate into like as far as your um, script writing as well though? Like mm -hmm. I know it can be kind of stressful at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, script writing, I think, is probably the most thankless position in ADR production. The engineers, um, that's pretty, you know, they don't get a lot of recognition <laughs> either, but really the writers kind of get blamed for everything, <laughs> so that's hard. Um, and it is stressful because, you know, you don't have a lot of time, so I get like two and a half days from start to finish to, to write a simuldub script. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that, like, that's not a lot of time. I mean, these things are sometimes, I mean, I can even look at one of my scripts and tell you how many words are in it, you know. Um, for I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Wait, let's go to a different one. How about this one? Bear with me, bear with me. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> It's okay. It was just like me writing a psychology paper two days. <laughs> I know, two right? Two days in, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do this. I BS my way through it and got an A for it. 
Yeah. It's like, congratulations. Basically, my solid college degree is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me. You know, here I am trying to give you an example and it won't even tell me. But I mean, it's, you know, these things are like 25 pages long, Mm -hmm. um, like 450 cues sometimes, 480 cues. And that's a lot. I mean, that's, that's a lot to write. And you have to have such a keen eye for detail that sometimes, you know, you'll just blink and miss a pause and you'll blink at the same time checking it. And so, um, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's like a puzzle, you know, you have to, you're, you're beholden to what the timing of these flaps is and you're beholden to what the translation says. And, and we do have a certain amount of license to deviate, but um, within reason, you know, and it's a really fine line to walk with every show, how much you can deviate from the translation, how comfortable you are deviating from it. Um, but yeah, it's a lot to do in very little time. And, uh, and you know, we're writing um, at Funimation, we're writing two scripts a week now. And that's, that's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's 40 hours plus sometimes a week of script writing, you know, and so that's, you know, staring at different computer screens all day. So well, but people, there is no Grammarly for anime writing. <laughs> Just let you know right now. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I do, I do use Google a whole lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's an archaic word for wait? You know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Terry, great, yes. So, <laughs> when it comes to like when you're writing, when you're script writing, things like that, do you try to stay as authentic to the uh, original Japanese uh, script as much as you can, or do you try to like? Um, add a little flavor in when you uh when you do write the scripts for different shows yeah that's a good question i it depends on the show um and it depends really it differs line to line and character to character um you know sometimes like if a show is set in a certain time period and has historical figures in it then there's not a lot of deviation um but you know i just announced recently that i'm writing uh double decker doug and carol uh Kirill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, um, and that I, I feel more comfortable deviating from the Japanese a little bit. I try to stay within the same intention, um, but, you know, I try to throw in a little bit more Western humor. Um, I, I take a lot more license with the jokes themselves because, I mean, it is a comedy. And um, so I just try to give Mike a lot of options, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I, will, I will write a line that's, you know, relatively far from the trans, and then I will underneath put an alt that says closer to the trans, and then um, in that, just, just to give him the option, if he wants to stick really close to it, then that's up to him, um, but if he wants to go with my interpretation, then that's also up to him. I mean, really, at the end of the day, every single word spoken in a show is up to the director. I mean, if they wanted to, they could change every single line, and there's nothing else to say about it. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people know that. I mean, no, no. And a lot of times, you know, like Mike uh, will send me a line and be like, hey, can you take another look at this? Um, you know, or he'll come in and, and we'll talk about a line and, and he'll um, ask, hey, what, what were you thinking with this? I, I'm not really sure what's going on, you know, with what you wanted here and I'll explain it. And, and then, you know, we could talk about like, hey, if you want to rework it, that's totally fine. Like, it's not my baby. I'm not. I'm not precious about really anything that I write in a script. So it's kind of like, hey, yeah, change it. I don't mm-hmm. care. You know, it doesn't matter to me. As long as you get what you want, then that's that's what matters. Um, and we're all working together for the best product possible. So however we can arrive at that, uh, 
that's how we do it. There's a giant ant crawling on my desk. Oh no. A little bit distracted. I was like, oh, no, okay. no. <laughs> oh, no. you, you got some picnic items out, you know, if you got a sandwich, you can hand me one through the Skype right quick. You know? <laughs> right here, you I feel like this is an anime oh. synopsis that I just haven't yeah. seen yet. He's on me now. Not oh, anymore. Okay. It's like demonic. It's Well, considering how wacky that segue was with an ant on the desk, <laughs> how did you feel when you were given the project of Pop Team Epic to write oh, the scripts of a show like that? Yes. <laughs> it, was, well, it was my first choice uh, that season. So sometimes um, we would get the option to sort of rank all the shows that we want, or we, they'd say, hey, give us your top three. And uh, I would go through and watch previews and read synopses for all of them. And um, when I read the words absurdist comedy, I was like, yep, that's the one I want. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was my first choice. I think that season, um, Junji Ito collection was my second choice and I got Pop Team Epic and I couldn't have been happier. I was, yeah, like a pig in shit as it were. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Call Colin. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was my uh, it's my favorite. Um, although I will say, Double Decker is giving it a run for its money. I really, really love that show too. I love writing comedy. It's one of my favorite things. How hard or easy was it to pitch to the different cast members on reading lines and doing what they had to do for the show? I feel like it was probably very easy to get anyone to jump in the booth for that show. You know, I don't know. That that's that's probably a question for Chubbs. Um, <laughs> I generally, you know, it was really easy when he came to me and said, "Hey, how do you feel about being Popko for episode 10? And I was like, "You have made all my dreams come true." And uh, <laughs> you know, and and him being the male counterpart was super cool too. But I, I gathered that most people were really excited. It was so weird and so unlike anything most of us had ever done. Um, that I, I think people. I make up. I would have been, I mean, I was super excited and I make up that they were as well. How was uh, the mood when everyone found out it was going to be on television? Something as crazy as that. I mean, we were so excited. I I was just beside myself. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the coolest thing ever. Um, And, uh, you know, I love love when the, the haters would at me <laughs> i was gonna that was gonna be the yeah. next question where it's like how did you and potent and like other uh people who worked on it kind of dealt with the criticism when it's it felt kind of mixed and you know everything no one's gonna love yeah. everything kind of thing but yeah. i'm curious how you guys kind of felt just because i don't know it doesn't seem like it's like, to me it seemed like a lot of people were very uh antagonistic and like really decided <laughs> to go at you guys mm-hmm. for the show since yeah. it was on tsunami Excellent. Uh, <laughs> um, I love it because it's such fodder for jokes. Like when people would, um, you know, send me hateful messages about like, this doesn't deserve to be on Toonami. This should be on regular Adult Swim. I'm like, you know, I have, don't like, do you do realize, A, I don't care what you think. And B, I have no dog in this fight. Like I didn't submit it to be on i didn't write a letter to toonami i didn't write a letter to adult swim and say excuse me i really want my show to be on tv (laughs) whatever so like i'm like why are you at me bro like i didn't have anything to do with this this is why don't you talk to them about it like so i was like hey you're wasting your energy and here is a uh hilarious popico gif you know (laughs) the chainsaw like and I feel like my favorite is keeping me at, at a podium, presumably at a press conference, and she, like, cups her ear and listens, and then she, like, 
flicks the listeners off. That was one I employed a lot. So I'm like, you realize like, it's just, it's just so fun for me to, to, to clap back at these people. So um, then I don't clap back at all of them. And I love, you know, the, Oh, are you upset? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, you know, that, like, that, yeah, nah, I'll be fair about it. Like, I really wasn't a big, big fan of Pop Team Epic like that, but it actually grew on me because it started, you know, it had episodes that actually did make me laugh. So mm-hmm. that was a good thing. But I was like, you know, I'm not a real big comedy guy, but the things that I did see that didn't make me laugh, it was fucking hilarious. So Yeah, and I mean, it's not for everybody. It's so weird and so extreme. And it's also, you know, I've heard some people talk about it like, it's not funny. And I'm like, it's not really, I mean, I don't think that its sole intent is to be funny. I think that it's it's to be absurd. And to me, absurd and funny don't always go hand in hand. Sometimes I think it was just the intent of certain uh, bits was to be unsettling and to be like creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. And I mean, overall, it's like a shit post. So I there mean, you go. There you, know, yeah. like, you know, I don't care. Like, you don't have to think it's funny. Nobody, you know, like there are lots of things that lots of people don't think or funny and you know whatever to each his own um but that was my main thing i'm like yeah okay fine so you don't think all of it is funny do you would you like a, a cookie or something <laughs> chocolate chip if you got it yeah i was gonna say i like cookies <laughs> now, yeah. if, you, if you pull that okie doke with the oatmeal then we're gonna have trust issues at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> although i will say oatmeal chocolate chip is really delicious it is yeah that, it now is. that's a good compromise yeah mm-hmm. oatmeal chocolate chip with peanut butter and it's it's yeah. funny too because as Darrell was saying how the show is it wasn't for him and I'm sure there's plenty of other fans that were like eh not my thing I know uh for at least in my family my little brother who was watching was like wait they repeat the same thing I was like yeah just different people and he's like oh uh, he it was it wasn't his thing and like even for me I loved their more original jokes than the reference stuff in my opinion I agree me too I I found that so much more enjoyable when Pop Team Epic was allowed to be itself and like and I understood why it does its reference yeah. stuff I mean that's a, a form of comedy but yeah. I just I tend to really enjoy like the beef or chicken are you upset oh my God. Yeah, yeah. chicken was fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it when they got to be themselves. When you got to see the girls as themselves, or like the bed, like or the blankets coming back, and like take... <laughs> so relatable. Oh yes. Um, and I, I will say that of all of Pop Team Epic, the Bob Epic team, uh, yes, my absolute favorite. Those are my mm-hmm. jam, especially. I mean, definitely Hellshake Yano, but um, the the one about the alien trying to poses a cat that just i thought that was so hilarious and like the way that the alien sounded in the j that i mean it just it freed me i thought it was hysterical and weird and again kind of unsettling mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah i mean i i hear the complaints about it but i'm mm-hmm. like and maybe Maybe you might be taking it too seriously. I don't know. Yes. Or yourself yeah. too seriously. Yeah, most what people can, do. What can you remember as a favorite moment, favorite episode for you? I mean, when you mentioned Hellshake Yano, that's kind of tough mm-hmm. to top, honestly. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was just unbelievable. And um, um, Sabbath and Sinclair, they just, they nailed it. Um, that was one of my favorites. As you mentioned, the, the blanket and then the reprise of that later um pop team cooking was one of my favorites <laughs> um that was always fun i liked the zoo bit oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, no, cute. <laughs> like that was really fun 
Um, yeah, and like I said, all of Bob Epic team. I love those. Um, oh, the, um, the, what was it called? The, um, it was the parody of the old uh, Yakuza gangster films. Oh, with the mob. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was called, but that was absolute, my, one of my favorites of the whole series. <laughs> and I, I got to say that I was most proud, I think, of my writing in that. Um, that was one I was like, hey, you know what? I feel like I nailed that. <laughs> like, I really, mm. I just like, loved it. When I watched it, I was like, I'm so proud of this. Um, oh, the <laughs> yeah, no. Did you write the, the entire series? I did, yes. Okay, okay. Nice. No, yeah. Darrell's right. I, I thought that aspect of it worked well with how you're able to deliver lines and things like that. I do want to ask before we move on from Pop Team Epic, yeah. is it true, like, I remember on Twitter saying that you weren't able to see the finale, so you had to go to the gym to then uh, watch it. Could you yeah, give fans right. a little bit of, like, a story of, like, what happened? So, for some reason, I think there was a storm the day before, and uh, my internet went out. Uh, they said that it was something with my equipment at home. And so I was on the phone with AT&T like all day long um, asking them, you know, trying to troubleshoot and all this. And they were like, well, we're not going to be able to get a technician out there until Monday. And I was like, you bastards. But then I, and so I was like, okay, how am I going to watch this? And my apartment complex or building really has a uh, media room. And it's just like kind of like a little mini movie theater with a pretty big screen TV and then um, some seats. And I went in there and I guess you have to rent the place. So they like lock up the remotes. So I couldn't watch it there. And I was like, oh, what about the gym? But you know, those remotes are out all the time. And luckily it was like, you know, Saturday night at 11 o'clock. So nobody was in there. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just grabbed a remote, found, found a Cartoon Network and um, sat down on i think the leg extension machine oh, oh my god <laughs> and then that kind of got uncomfortable so i got an exercise ball uh one of the <laughs> big stability ball things and sat on that and watched it and a security guard came by at one point and uh closed the door because i think i was singing along with the song <laughs> and I, think there was hey. and I was like hey buddy <laughs> don't mind me um <laughs> so yeah that was really fun I kind of wish people did show up to that. That would have been hilarious. I know, right? Somebody's on the treadmill, and I'm like, you know, I will kill you. <laughs> uh, but we, as as we say, we could talk about Pop Team Epic all day okay. just because of yeah. how uh, polarizing and funny it can be. But there was mm-hmm. another Toonami show that you happened to be on, but we weren't able to obviously talk to you when it first aired. Akami Got Killed. You were Kelsey, and yes. and it's a favorite of Darrell's. Uh, he loved the ladies. He loved the ladies of a comedy. And Bulat. And Bulat. You can't forget Bulat. What was it? What was it like uh, being a part of the first ever Sentai show to make it on Toonami? That was super cool. I had to wait a long time before I was actually on. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it was still really, really cool. Um, especially because I love that character. She's such a bitch, and I just. Love that. <laughs> I love playing bitches and villains and evil people and crazy people and whatnot. But um, yeah, I loved Chelsea. I loved, um, gosh, what was, I, I can't believe I forgot, Christina Kelly's character. Mine. Mine. Yes, mine. That's right. Um, I loved that the world got to see me fuck with her and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, the lollipop thing. And then somebody made a joke on Twitter uh, that Chelsea turned into a lollipop. And I thought that was hilarious, you know, her head on the yeah. spine. But, 
um, other people were highly offended. I was like, come on, guys, nothing is sacred. Like, so, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was just super cool. It was it was really and she, you know, she was a relatively comedic character and um, the way that she killed people was pretty badass. And she had one of the best deaths, I think, in the show. It was, it was yeah. Really oh, cool yeah. Scene. So I um, I really like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were you didn't happen to be the person who was offended by the joke about her head on the spike, were you? <laughs> he probably no, was the one who made it. Made it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah, did you? Uh, oh, did make that joke. I think. You probably, yeah, no, you probably did. <laughs> did you know it was like pretty much a a anime of just everyone dying? Were you expecting it, like all that kind of happening? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was. I did know that. Um, I don't know how I knew it going in, but yeah, when I recorded it, I I was aware. I think I'd watched some of it to kind of prep, you know. Um, so, yes. <laughs> I, it is sad that uh, at least a character that you happen to really like did not get to make it uh, towards the end because I know Chelsea <laughs> was probably a favorite of many and wish that we could have seen more of her. And I'm sure you agree to be um, able to see her grow a little more too. Yeah, yeah, I would have liked that. Um, but it was, yeah, you know, <laughs> she had a good she was, in, she was an enjoyable and very lovable character. Yes, she was very relatable, too. She was relatable. I felt that way as well. Um, she was super cute, too. I liked that. So. <laughs> I mean, do they make anime girls any other way, it seems like? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> They've all got to be cute, huh? Right. True. Now, um, Same with the guys. It, it has... Right. It hasn't aired on Toonami. There hasn't been word of it yet, but the first two seasons aired, Tokyo Ghoul and Tokyo Ghoul uh, Route A, and mm -hmm. you were a pretty prominent ghoul in uh, Tokyo Ghoul Re, if I recall correctly. Uh, did you enjoy working on the simuldub? Because it felt like that project was really like on the priority list of Funimation to get that out there, and it mm -hmm. seems like a lot of fans were really really anticipating to see how Tokyo Gold Re would be adapted. So I'm curious if, A, you would like that to be on Toonami. I'm sure that answer is yes. But, mm -hmm. and B, what was it like getting part of kind of a pretty iconic title when you think about all the animes out there? Yeah, it was super cool. Um, yes, I would love to see it on Toonami. Um, and it was really cool. I don't think that prior to that, I'd, I mean, I'd worked with Mike a little bit, um, but not a ton. Um, I worked with him on Junji Ito in an episode. Um, but so that was, it was fun to get in the booth, especially for that weird character, Nutcracker. I mean, she was, she was awesome. She was <laughs> a creepy bitch. I loved it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great to kind of explore something, you know, an aspect of, of my repertoire and my wheelhouse, if you will, that I don't really I mean, I had that I have played sort of, you know, with characters like Ryu Minane and um, things like that. But it was nice to just like be a bad bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. Um, and I liked how just how creepy she was. So that was really fun. And um, yeah, also it, it it gave me an opportunity to share a little personal anecdote from my childhood that when I when I was in like fifth through seventh grade, I was, you know, I, I'm kind of a bad bitch in real life, guys. Oh, and, no. Uh, <laughs> I used to fight all the boys. Um, yeah, we could have been friends then. <laughs> I was tiny. I was very tiny. And I also moved around a lot. So I was the new girl a lot. And I would get picked on. And boys, you know, being boys would pick on me. And I'd be like, okay, 
you want to pick on me? And I would knee them in the in the balls usually. So um, oh. I earned the nickname <laughs> Nutcracker. So <laughs> it, was, it was almost like <laughs> that. Poetic that justice. Yeah, exactly. So that was fun to kind of, it gave me an opportunity to share that anecdote on Twitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, I now practice a philosophy of nonviolence. <laughs> Yeah, kind of sound like the opposite course I went through at Fort McClellan. We called it the Nutcracker. <laughs> and yes, it, it packs some nuts. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Things you didn't know, the anime edition, right? <laughs> yeah, you know. uh, now, there's always the question that at least I like to bring up. If there was one show that you were in or that you really liked that you would be on, that you would want to be on Toonami, what would it be? You did mention a character that I absolutely loved from The Future Diary. <laughs> That was going to be my answer. I had a feeling just the fact that A, that show was so good. B, that character you played was amazing. And I think, I think, I think the Toonami Faithful would really enjoy it personally. But is there any other show possibly that you Mm -hmm. think besides The Future Diary? Broken Blade, really? (laughs) I I love Queen Singing. She was smart. (laughs) She was really smart. Um, yeah, I mean that would be cool. I'd like to see that on there. That's it's been so long since I've seen that. That was one of my earlier uh, shows. Trust but... me, I love it. I kept up with the manga just because I love oh, it. Oh, nice! I'm gonna have to watch it again then. It's been forever. Um, let's see. That I don't think that the Toonami faithful would really be crazy about Umaru being on Toonami. Oh she's my god! Of... There you go. She seems kind of like daytime to me, like. I don't know. I still I mean, can't believe you could do that with your voice. There. That was so amazing when it's like I heard it. Then you saw the side by side and Sentai's re- release. I was like, "What? That's amazing!" Thank you. Um, that was really fun and also exhausting, but oh, I bet. Uh, super fun. Um, yeah, you know, I I've always been someone who does voices. You know, uh, I don't often get to use many of them in anime because most of the time it's variations on my natural voice so it was really fun to you know kind of do a combination of like butters and dexter from dexter's lab <laughs> Freaking butters. And, there we um, go. And there was butters. yeah butters dexter from dexter's lab and then a little bit of my own just odd demented brand thrown in there as well so um yeah, that's kind of where that came from. And I think that the seed of that was planted in Kyle Jones' mind when we did Fate Collide, uh, Prisma, Ilia, Prisma Liner Ilia. Um, did I say that right? Gosh. I, I have no idea what that's <laughs> That's whatever you're talking about for you. Um, so Tatsuko in that was a bit, she was almost sort of a shade of Umaru, like Umaru started to come out, I think in that character. And then when I got the audition for Umaru, um, I, there was a little bit of that and then it sort of found, you know, became its own thing. Um, I think that I did probably four auditions for that show, uh, mm-hmm. sent in an initial one and then Kyle sent it back with some notes and when they went back and forth, I think with the licensors, I don't remember. I, they don't tell me these things, but, um, yeah, I ended up getting it, and uh, that was a crazy week of recording. <laughs> we did that all in one week. Um, so I, there were some pickups, I think, here and there. But, yeah, that was intense. One of my well, favorites. We had Pop Team Epic, so, I mean, that isn't exactly that much of a stretch when it comes to a show like that. That's true. It's it's more linear and more narrative, but, um, 
but yeah, it's kind of got that same flavor of absurdity, which is cool. So, so that's second <laughs> future diary first. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, is there anything you would like to promote that you can say for our listeners that whether it be things that you're recently working on recent roles, anything along those lines, obviously things you can say, we don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> right. Um, well, the one thing that I know I can say is double decker. Um, it's delayed a week, but, um, I'm super excited about that show. I love it so much. It's so good. We need uh, more cop drama anime. So yeah. I'm very pumped. Yeah. And it's, it, I think it also walks a really nice line between uh, really good, solid, dramatic storytelling and crazy comedy. Um, it's really silly. And I, I love the art style. I think it's beautiful. Um, then you, you know, like and Tiger and Bunny. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just about to say, like going back to that universe is pretty cool. Um, I watch a fair amount of that for research and that was fun but i there's something about double decker that gets me even more like i i, I like a I like a buddy cop show i like the sort of procedural drama aspect of it as well um and it's just a whole lot of fun and uh, the cast that mike has assembled is fantastic and he's just doing a wonderful job um so i really want to promote that i i um yeah it's i'm i'm really excited <laughs> to be working on it so <laughs> that and then there's one thing that i don't think i can talk about yet i'll have to check but um no no that's fine you don't have to say no 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 i i want to see if because i i don't know i mean to be fair this won't be released like the day of so i understand but but uh no 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 it is you do not have to say anything to get you in trouble things like that that's fine we'll just be like tba we've heard of the show tba it's very interesting everyone loves it Uh, Emily, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us, especially with how busy the anime industry has become. Uh, is there a Twitter that you could have uh, fans follow, like promote yourself, yeah. things like that? Yeah, uh, follow me on, it's just at Emily Names on Twitter. Oh, actually, yeah, my handle's always the same right now. I've got my eerily knives Halloween <laughs> name up. But um, yeah, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And um, I'm fairly active on both. Hopefully we'll get to hear you on more Toonami shows. I know a lot of fans obviously enjoy hearing your voice and your acting in a lot of shows. Considering how much people seem to really want uh, other uh, distributors like Sentai to get back in Toonami. So I have a feeling we'll probably hear your voice very soon on the blog, which I'm sure a lot of people are excited for. Yeah. Well, I am too. Probably Actually, there's, you'll hear my writer's voice um, coming up soon on a show on Toonami. I'm not going to say which one it is because I don't know Ooh. if I can say that I wrote this episode but i wrote an episode Ooh. of a show that's uh on tsunami and i think in the next two or three weeks that will air so i'll Ooh. probably make an announcement when it does i'll have to check the schedule make sure i didn't miss it right um, but yeah so there's that too you'll hear my writer's voice <laughs> actually and i do remember you are in a show that is on the block right now in my hero academia so they will oh, get yeah. to hear you they will get to hear you soon where are they right now? What episode number? They're, They're still, still in the sports in festival the arc. Oh, okay. You still so that, got some time. Yeah, that is season two, right? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. First part of season okay. two. Yes. So, so like the yeah. first half of it. Okay. But so, uh, they'll get to hear you. That was actually, I, I will say this, when I was watching the Simuldove, I actually was very surprised. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks. I love filler, it. Filler that people can love. Who knew? <laughs> right. Uh, I love her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. 
But again, thank you so much for joining us, Emily. And hopefully everyone on the Toonami, who is a fan of the Toonami Faithful website, Toonami Faithful Pass, you get to hear this before anyone else, things along those lines. Hopefully you guys can. Thanks for uh, tuning in and listening. And Durant didn't muck it up with perversion. No, he did not. We are very happy about this. He's learning. (laughs) Hopefully we didn't take too much of your time. Thank you so much. Uh, we will. I will make sure to message and uh, tweet at you when this is out. Things along those lines, things like that. Again, this was awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much, <laughs> Nightcracker of Steel Power. Oh, I know, right? Oh God, talk about a story that's just scary now. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you ever see me tweet you, if I say Nightcracker Steel Power, just know that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure the haters know it too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. You guys are great. Thank you so much. Thank you again. Of course. Bye.